This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Vasar Brahmeshwar was protected by Gurunath from being killed by the Muslim Nawab. Siddhamuni continued with the narration while Namdarak excitedly listened. Saindyo was very happy at the darshan of Sri Narsimha Saraswati. He was even more happy that Sri Narsimha Saraswati graced his home and sanctified it. His wife Jakhai, Jakhai also was very happy that Gurunath had accepted Bhiksha at their house. At, the time, great, at that time, a great worry was weighing on Saindyo's mind. He told his problem to Sri Narsimha Saraswati and prayed for his guidance and help. See, it's very important to understand the profound truth when the great masters, the great divine beings come to your house, visit your house and accept or partake of the offerings that you give offer to them. And you know what? It is a great blessing or a merit that you must have heard when they come and accept or partake of the offering which you have, you know, offered to them. Like here, Saindyo and his wife are extremely pleased that Gurudev has bestowed that grace on them. You know why? When the divine beings visit your home or any of the holy places, they sanctify that place. They purify. Whatever the, whatever the evil or anything that is bad that is going to happen, they avert that calamity. It does not mean that that calamity will not happen. That calamity is programmed to happen. But the impact is only 10%. I'll tell you a very beautiful example in my own life that has happened. This is back, way back in time. This is two, three, three years back almost, probably in 2017. My Krishna Guruji visited this body's parents um, sometime, I think, in Feb, March. Yeah, Feb. At that time, my, my parents, this body's parents were, you know, redoing the house. They were trying, they were, um, you know, laying the new floor and something that they were trying to renovate the house. And I was in Germany at that time. So my Krishna Guruji, you know what he did? He just did a FaceTime and he was showing everything. And after that visit, four days later, I, I didn't even know anything about this. Four days later, my mom had a kitchen mishap in which like the mixer burst open while it was grinding and the blade came and cut her finger. Literally, it, it, it cut her finger into half. And the, the middle, the tall finger. And then what she did is she didn't know what to do. The blood was oozing. And suddenly she, she saw the piece of that finger fallen down. She picked it and she just kept it intact and she held it tight and she was trying to search for my dad. The blood was oozing and she was a diabetic patient as well. And then she ran out of the house for help. Suddenly a neighbor of ours happened to see her in that state and he immediately took her to the hospital. Now, 
do you say that oh that mishap has happened your gurudev had come and this a mishap happened no on the contrary something big a big calamity was going to befall and my because of my krishna guruji's visit he sanctified and he removed that impact of that event on the contrary it just went into a minor event imagine had it had the blade come and fallen on other paths it could have been a rice or it could have been any other place then the the repercussions would have been quite severe here it was just a finger yes she had to undergo the surgery that that yeah that, that it was a difficult moment for she couldn't move her hand for few months she couldn't use that you know her finger was uh, it it had to be done a plastic surgery all that happened she had to undergo a uh, procedure everything happened but you know what the lord himself came in some form and saved her saved her life from something bigger happening it went off in a small event but can anybody understand neither this body's parents did realize they were all crying over what had happened on the contrary they didn't even understand the grace of the divine that something from a bigger calamity something very small happened and it was not that bad at all she was able to recover in 3 uh, to 6 months everything was fine it was all fine it's okay yeah she can't use that finger much but still okay but today she, her eyes is not lost or something else major is not happened but this is what we have to be extremely thankful about so this is what the great gurus do and we don't understand we cannot even recognize but what we'll do we'll blame god oh god why did you make this happen and they were all brooding crying on the contrary why can't you just be happy okay the bad thing is over it's happened and let us move on that is not the attitude unfortunately we always have to blame god oh this event has happened oh my life in such a miserable state on the contrary you're not understanding what he's doing he's doing for your well being alone it could be anybody see to be like this morning my krishna guruji was giving a very beautiful lesson see as a human being as a mortal body we always have this hatred ill will against people for whatever reason they could have done something bad to us it could be for whatever reason right some unfavorable events have happened but we hold that within our mind and that event is has really hurted us they have done bad to us and that bad is always it has left a bitter taste in your mouth terribly and especially to those who you believe forget about the world doing see when when a stranger does it actually doesn't even matter because that is how the world is programmed to behave but someone who's very near and dear to you when they backstab you when they hurt you or when they you know do something which is very mean or it is not expected of them then that impact is felt even more strong and then what happens within your heart you are you are filled with the venom and when you are filled with it venom it is difficult to overcome that and even though you have let go of it but sometimes the trigger happens when that name is heard your your everything from the past that memory comes back and stands in front of you and then it is very difficult to get over it but you know what my krishna guruji taught he said why are you carrying it 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 doesn't matter to be divine means you have to be good what he's saying is that let the world do however whatever they want they can be as bad as they want but why are you leaving your inherent nature which is that goodness the godliness that love see lord shri krishna stands for love alone so why is that love forgotten and he loves everybody unconditionally in his world he will grant everything to everyone and even especially to his enemies there's no enemy but he doesn't have any enemy enemy people think they are he is their enemy that's a different story how anyone can think but in his world there are no enemies 
But yet, even though to the worst creature, he will still bestow upon them, no matter what they have done. That is who he is. To become that is not a joke. It is not an easy thing at all. Even for somebody who is on the path of spiritual and are learning under these great masters, it is not easy. Why? Because the mind comes about, the memory still, it's carrying that that events, that bitterness is still there. So you have to overcome and this is a long drawn process. So what does the Guru do is he purifies your heart. He stirs you up and he uses various events to bring that bitterness that is still there. The residue is still existing somewhere. And that is what he's trying to completely get out of your system. Because if you don't get out of your system, then what happens is that Ganga, which is so holy, you know, we, we drink Ganga Jal believing that we'll attain moksha. And on the contrary, with that venom, that one dot of potassium cyanide in that, that converts that whole Ganga into poison. Then we can't drink that Ganga water because it is full of poison. Similarly, God realization cannot happen because your heart is still having that bitterness somewhere that venom is still existing within your being which is not going away and it has to go out of your system and that can happen over a period of time alone it, it is not one day's process and please remember like the, the gurus understand this truth so they they you know they they polish you they every day clean you that's a cleansing process so the purification of the heart and the mind is extremely important when you when you are purified 100% then nobody else except the Lord Almighty only is the only one who resides over there. Only then can you welcome him in your heart. Not with this, uh, even, even, even if there is a little bit of venom, then you can't welcome him. Because how can he come where there is a bitterness? Because he is only known for unconditional love. And he only cares about well-being of everybody in this universe. That is what it means to be Lord Sri Krishna. And to be Lord Sri Krishna is no joke and nobody can be him except him, him, him alone. So to become that, to become great is not easy. So you have to walk the path. The path is going to be very tough. It's going to be treacherous. But you have to walk the path because the Lord himself is holding your hand and guiding you through that path. So why fear when I'm here? Like Baba says. So, this is a very important thing to understand and be very grateful for such divine masters when they visit your home. You know what, today people do not acknowledge or understand when my Krishna Guruji visits their home, very few people, hardly anyone understands the greatness of what it means for someone like my Guruji to come and partake of the offering. They, they just treat him, oh, he's an ordinary human being, unfortunately. And that is why... We say, we decide where we want our Guruji to go or not. Because if you don't respect the great master, what use is it in? It's not like you're treating him like he's some ordinary person or some relative of some friend of yours who's visiting. Please don't ever do that. And this is an important lesson for you to understand. See, we are talking about Guru Charitra, the nature of this great master. What are his qualities? What are his attributes? What are things he does? How, who he is, how he is. Can you even understand? He is Athanga Sagar. Athanga Sagar means limitless ocean. We can never understand the profoundness of this great master. But we are, through these anecdotes, through these leelas, which 
when with various incarnations whatever that they have performed it's only giving you an understanding that how do you recognize him how do you find a guru how do you search for a guru and when this great master are you know comes in front of you how do you need to have his grace to recognize him so these are the very important lessons so don't ever forget and next time when you have such a holy being visiting your place treat him like the god almighty don't treat him like some ordinary human being so siddha yogi narrates further how shri narasimha saraswati solves sain deo's problem the muslim ruler of the religion sorry the muslim ruler of the region was not well disposed towards hindus and especially brahmins every year he used to call a brahmin pandit to his darbar and kill him secretly he found great pleasure in this demonic act that year the turn seemed to have fallen on sain deo Saindyo was summoned to visit the darbar. He knew fully well what fate awaited him. He would never again have the pleasure and fortunate of darshan of Guru Nanak in his life. In this life, alas, there can be no escape for him from the summons of the nabab. Shri Narasimha Saraswati told Saindyo that he need not entertain any fright about his visiting the nabab. That the latter. would not be able to do any harm to any harm at all and that he saimdeo would be returning home safely and happily too he further told him that he gurunath would be staying on at vasar brahmeshwara till his return he thus sent him with his blessings see when your gurudev is there their blessing is itself is a firewall there shall be no calamity that can befall you nobody can even touch you you need to understand this that is the power and the grace of the great master so please hold on to their feet humbly love them have absolute faith complete surrender unconditional pure love and exclusive devotion unto the lotus feet of this great gurus because that's the only thing that you can seek from them is their blessing their protection their benediction on your head at all times that is what will sail you through in surviving this material worldly existence and they are the only ones who can save you you know cross across the ocean of this material worldly existence and show you to the other side of this other side of the shore saimdeo reached that court of the nabab the nawab felt greatly elated at the sight of saimdeo and the prospect of the fulfillment of his wishes scheme but alas as soon as these wishes thoughts started rising in his mind he saw an apparition he felt that a fierce looking brahmin with fiery looks and holding heavy weapons was attacking him and showering blows mercilessly on him <coughs> his body started seething with torturous pain he prayed to the apparition for forgiveness and said he would never in future commit the crime of killing or causing injury to any one the apparition disappeared and in its place was standing saimdeo the meek brahmin the nawab treated saimdeo with great respect and honored him by giving him many rich gifts Saimdeo returned home most happily and with his heart overflowing with gratitude towards Sri Narasimha Saraswati. After reaching his place, he rushed for darshan of Guru Nanak and fell at his feet, praying him to remain there forever and never leave him. 
Sri Narasimha Saraswati said, it was not possible for him to stay at that place any longer. Many devotees from other places were calling on him and he had to move out. He added that his grace and blessings, however, will be ever with him and his family and said that after 16 years, he, Sayam Deo, would have his darshan again at the holy Gangapur. From there, Sri Narasimha Saraswati went to Vaijanath, that is Vaidyanath, famed as the abode of Arogya Bhavani Parmeshwari. He remained there for a year in his invisible form. This is how the great masters, you know, bestow upon, bestow their grace upon their ardent devotees and disciples. And then they confer the grace and take care of them. They protect, they come to protect the meek and the poor, the, you know, the true seekers and they put the real as spiritual aspirants on the path of spirituality. So this is what we understand. And also they, they you know what, they, they also remove the unrighteousness from this world. And also the, like there are evil people, there are dem people with all the demonic dispositions. What do they do? Come, they come and teach them a lesson. They try to curb the adharma and, and also these kind of demons troubling the pious and the virtuous in this world. That is what these gurus are for. I think you understand every story talks about how in various ways they are ever protecting their disciples and devotees and those who have taken refuge unto their lotus feet. This is what you need to understand. With this, we end, thus ends the 14th chapter of Sri Guru Charitra, which describes Gurunath's protection of Sayam Dio from death. Glory to the all-merciful, the omnipresent and the ever-responsive Gurunath. So we'll begin with the next chapter and that is chapter 15, Holy Places of Bharat. Oh my God, this is going to be very exciting. In this chapter, Gurunath's instruction to his disciples regarding the merits of doing pilgrimages and the places which they should unfailingly visit is described. After descend, after sending most of his disciples on pilgrimage, Gurunath lives in seclusion, invisible to others at Vaijanath. Vaidyanath. The Siddha Yogi was the only disciple who was retained by Gurunath with him at Vaijanath. The mere study of this chapter with faith and devotion is believed to confer on the reader the very merit of doing the pilgrimages itself. Oh my God, how profound. You know why that is? That is simply because all these, we say Tirtha Kshetra means holy places. If all the holy places resides at the lotus feet of this great master himself. You don't have to visit any of these holy places. When you visit the divine Lord Almighty, when you visit the real master, it is comfort. The blessings you get is about, is, you can't even imagine that you can get from all these holy, visiting these holy places. It is much beyond them because all these holy places rest at his lotus feet alone. So when you worship him, you have worshipped the end entire pantheon of gods and goddesses on this planet earth in this entire universe so what more do you want to visit and forget about that you're also worshiping the parabrahman because the guru is the manifestation of the parabrahma guru sakshat parabrahma please do not forget this it is extremely important for you to remember so let us 
learn about what are these holy places and if you get an opportunity you must visit the holy places because it just gives you that feeling of understanding oh gurunak visited here this was the importance because we've never paid and we have never bothered to know or learn about these holy places and why and its significance we just know uh, oh this place is gangapur okay there is a nirgun padukas that is all we know about but that too it is only known to those who are the devotees of lord dathatre not everybody knows about it so you must know see this is our holy land and we don't understand the real spiritual significance of what these places are meant to be so here narsimha saraswati is going to share the details of what are these various holy places where we must in our lifetime make just plan to visit it's not it's not because you want to get something but because these divine beings also did pay their visit to such holy places their lotus feet has touched this land that grace and blessing is always with us so we should make it a point because that is what will purify us see when you don't even have a guru the one thing that you can do is visit the guru stands also that gives you the grace and when you seek with absolute devotion and complete surrender and when you are really wanting to you know evolve on the path of spirituality when you pray when you pray for that grace from the god the guru will find you at the right time so have the shraddha and saburi faith and patience namdar asked sindhamuni why she narsimha saraswati chose to remain in an invisible unseen form for a year at vaidyanath there must have been a divine purpose for every single act of guruna and namdarak want to be enlightened on this absolutely see everything that the guru does there is a divine purpose we can't understand it is beyond our human minds can and understanding are we trying to judge our gurudev of course not we don't know his there is a reason look many a time there are things that the guru is going to do which is not going to be palatable to you and sometimes some of those events are completely is not acceptable to you but please remember just have one faith in everything that happens with you that whatever your gurudev is doing or whatever the situations are you know it's all meant to be for the good alone see when you say the guru is doing the guru in fact doesn't do he it's it's a way his universe around him works in that way it's magic that's what i call it. it's very beautiful it's very magical and in that magical life you know the journey there is always everything you know you have to taste all the flavors of life like it some things are very sweet you know you're just you're, you don't want that sweetness to go away but you can't always have sweet you then you'll get diabetes so you have to have something which is spicy something which is sour something which is uh unami something which is pungent and something which is tangy sour so every and something which is bitter oh my god we don't like bitter food you know we don't want to eat but that also you have to sometimes you always cannot have sweet alone so life this whole journey is like this the flavors of spices it's beautiful you have to experience and live in the moment enjoy the journey enjoy the ride it's a roller coaster ride it is a whirlwind tour for sure but you have to enjoy that is how spirituality is all about siddhamuni continues narration Sri Narasimha Saraswati was exceedingly compassionate to one and all. He used to shower his blessings and grace on anyone, often without any consideration whether the person deserved them or not. Oh my God! See, this is who the great beings are. They don't differentiate somebody is good, somebody is bad. In their world, everybody is the same. 
they are all mere mortals who don't understand, who are covered with ignorance completely. So what can he think about them? Nothing. But you know what? He's just a compassionate being. He understands that these people are just, you know, they, they, they are all there because of their karma. So he is very kind. He bestows upon them everything. And he doesn't bother about whether they are good, ugly, bad, whatever. He doesn't classify them into anything. People of all sorts, good, bad and indifferent used to come to him. See, some were of course genuine seekers of the spirituality. Some used to come to seek redress for their afflictions. Yes. But many used to come seeking his grace and blessings for the fulfillment of their worldly desires and ambitions. And some for the success of their vicious schemes. You know something? There's a very important lesson for you to understand. When you go to the divine, if you look, the Gurudev has classified people in different aspects. There are very few people who actually come to the real master to speak, to seek spirituality, to wanting to go and go on the path of spirituality. They want to be evolving on that path. They want initiation. They want to learn about spiritual spirituality. So they will ask about the spiritual wheel alone. They come, they come for that purpose alone. Then there are others who come to come to seek redress for their afflictions. They might have some disease. They might be suffering with something. They are completely, they don't know what to do. They just, they are at their wit's end. So these kind of people come. The next people who come to them also, those who just come to seek his blessing and grace for the fulfillment of their material worldly desires and ambitions. I want a job. I want a marriage. I want billion dollars. I want to, you know, become the super rich. I want to live abroad. I want a green card, US visa. Sometimes I wonder, is this guru, I don't know if he's an HR consultant or is he running a hospital? Is he a medical practitioner or he's a consultant or is he someone who's sitting with a Swiss bank? I don't understand. What makes you think that you can just come and ask these things from a Guruji? But you know what? Everybody comes with this begging bowl, whether we like it or not. We all come with this only, saying that there is somebody who is greater than us, who will fulfill all our desires. That is what we come to seek. But like he said, there are very few people who come and seek, you know, wanting to go on the path of spirituality. So this is very few people who come to seek this. But rest everything falls on the other categories that I just explained. And some for the success of their, ah, most important, vicious schemes. Ah, that is the most important thing that I was going to cover. Vicious schemes. See, you know, people, evil people or demonic people with, with a bad intention, they feel that they want to take some revenge on somebody. They want to do something bad in the world. They want to do harm to people or whatever that vicious scheme that they have. They come to ask that. And please remember, even when you ask that, the Gurudev is going to grant it. His Ashtasiddhis are going to say, Tatastu. Then what happens? That wrong is going to happen. So never ask for something bad. So you need to be very careful about what you ask, what you seek. That is why we say, when you meet the divine beings, don't ask any of these material worldly things or something which is only self, which is motivated for your selfish purpose. Always ask for the grace so that you can evolve on the path of spirituality. That is what you have to ask. And that is what we have been reading, whether it is in Guru Charitra or in Sai Baba's Poti or any other scriptures, whether it is Bhagavad Gita, Uddhav Gita, you name it.
In that other Lord Shri Krishna has said, Why are you asking? I know what is required for my devotees. There shall be nothing less in, in the house of my devotees, either for food, clothing, everything that is required for them will be taken care. There will not be of anything that they need to want. Even in this chapter, earlier chapter, we read about it. So what makes us think that we have to go ask, we have to go beg for our life. And we, we always want to ask, you know, only for our selfish purposes. But we have never gone and asked, Gurudev, how are you? Are you fine? Are you okay? Is everything nice with you? Can I do something for you? That doesn't come from our mouth. We are only very selfish. It is only about gratification, sense gratification for my selfish purposes. That is all I go and ask my Gurudev. You know, but I don't care whether you are alive, you are dead. You know, no, you are dead means of course I will come and cry two drops of tears. Why? Because, you know, my Swiss bank is gone away. Or my, you know, the my genie who is going to fulfill my wishes and desires is gone, no? Otherwise, I'll go play, pray to his tomb, like Sai Baba's uh, tomb that is there today. Sorry, Samadhi. Every, why do you think everybody goes to Samadhi, visit Sai Baba's Samadhi? Because Baba said, I will speak through my bones. What do they do? They go and ask for fulfillment of the desires. Do you think they care about Baba? No. Nobody cared about Baba. There are only very few people who really cared about Baba. Similarly, it goes for everybody. Because we are the very selfish-natured human beings only want to bother about our own self. And I've seen many such examples happen in my Krishna Guruji's life too. People only care about coming and asking him with a big begging bowl, I want this, I want this. But never ever cared about him. They will not even ask him, how are you Gurudev? Are you alright? Can we do something for you? That is never coming out of anybody's mouth. That doesn't even come out. They only care about fulfilling their own sense gratification. And my Krishna Guruji is ever compassionate. He is like, huh, okay, you sanction, everything is sanctioned. Tatastu. Yeah, you want more, I will bestow upon you more. You want billion dollars? Yeah, he will give anything you want. That's who they are. They are not going to see about you know what you did to them, you, what you didn't do to them. It doesn't matter. They only care about your well-being. And they will keep you know granting stuff as much as you ask, they'll keep bestowing upon you. So likewise, the success, you know, somehow. And some for the success of their vicious schemes, something bad and evil thoughts. That also they'll come and ask the Gurudev. That was also said Tatastu. So never ask anything bad. Please remember, always ask for something which is good, which is only for the well-being of this entire universe. So Sri Narasimha Saraswati was distressed about it. What a unique opportunity they were misusing. Ah, see? You know, this is a very important lesson. Why cure? The Gurudev is going to go in incognito. Or he's going to become invisible. Sri Narasimha Saraswati was distressed about it. Because people were just coming and asking him. With a big begging bowl all the time. And he was just like, nobody's caring about the spiritual wheel. I am sitting here, the knowledge incarnate. And people don't want to come and take that knowledge. They don't want their good to happen. They are only bothered about, I me myself. I want, you know, US visa. I want this, I want that. And that's what my Krishna Guruji once in one of the satsangs he said, I don't know why people come and write to me the most stupidest thing. You know, it has also been instructed very clearly. Don't send me message. But you know what? A human being is a dog state. He will end up sending again and again this message to the same thing which he is asked not to do. Why? What makes you think you can do that? Here exactly what Narsimha Saraswati is saying. You know, people just keep troubling me, unnecessarily asking for all the nonsensical stuff. Whereas, they forget the real wheel that they can come and seek from me, that they can get from me, that they can learn from me. 
what a unique opportunity they are misusing misusing just because the divine beings are with you why are you misusing that unique opportunity why can't you learn why can't you go ahead on your path which is going to give you that spiritual way on the contrary you're wasting and you know you're not only wasting your life you're wasting everybody else's life here he thought he had come down like a kalpa vriksha for the moral and spiritual regeneration ha see what is the purpose why he manifested he had come down like a kalpa vriksha for the moral and spiritual regeneration and uplift of people but unfortunately most people were not able to realize this and use his presence and grace and blessings for that high purpose yes nobody can recognize today the same thing is happening with my krishna guru ji as well he is there for the last you know when he since the time he has manifested in this body it has been more than 21 years but there were hardly handful of people who have really used his presence to evolve on the path of spirituality but everybody else is misusing what they do they come and beg 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 and then what they don't even acknowledge that my gurudev has taken care of them yeah they'll take everything they'll be extremely satisfied and then what away take a big knife and stab at your back this is exactly what the human beings do that is what they are capable of and nobody cares about their own spiritual wheel and they misuse that you know that grace that the god has given you that that opportunity to come and you know learn from him they don't want that they have to come and talk about their problems he is not your problem solver he is not a psychiatrist or he is not the shrug who i don't know you know they say a shrink who is sitting here to give you that advice he is not a psychiatrist people come and talk about their mental issues people come and talk about their mind stupidity that is there why can't you focus on your spiritual feel ah they they don't have that you know they they only want to come and talk all the nonsensical stuff to the guru that is exactly why the gurudev is sitting here so that he can you know fulfill all your sense gratification he can give you everything that is required in your material world take care of everything that you want in 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 your world and then what and you go into get lost into that material worldly bondage in the lust and greed is that why the gurudev has come here actually he is here narsimha saraswati is very clearly explaining he is saying the only reason why he is manifested is for the moral and spiritual regeneration and to uplift the people but unfortunately most people were not able to realize this and use his presence and grace and blessings for that high purpose and nobody is using for that higher purpose they are only sat bothered about their own selfish motivations i me myself further he felt that although he himself was beyond all bounds of karma and all laws of nature yet his relieving all kinds of people of their affliction superseding the operation of the laws of karma would not be congenial to the ultimate good and might weaken the moral order even more wow this is extremely profound let me read this again further he felt that although he himself was beyond all the bounds of karma and all laws of nature see there is no laws of nature applies to this divine being because he is the he is the manifestation of the para brahma himself and he is beyond all karma because he is not performing any karma his purpose is not even to do any karma he has a very specific purpose he came, he manifested to establish the sanyasa ashrama dharma because people were going off the path 
So that is what he came to establish. And on the path, he's the Kalpa Vriksha who's there to give you that spiritual wheel, who's there to teach you, to give you the guidance on the path of spirituality. But people misuse every single time. See, forget about today. Today, at least we are in Kali Yuga. Even at those times, this is exactly what the people, human beings used to do. So what is the Guru saying? He's getting frustrated. So he's like, I don't want to be available to anybody anymore because nobody is following my teaching. Nobody wants their spiritual being. They only want their material worldly desires to be fulfilled. So what is the purpose of the Guru then? We all must ask this question to ourselves. And I think by the time we realize this, it will be too late. The Guru will have gone away. And then, then what happens? You have lost the game. You are lost in the game. So he's saying, Further, he felt that although he himself was beyond all bounds of karma and all laws of nature, yet his relieving all kinds of people of their afflictions, superseding the operation of laws of karma. What was he doing? By relieving the people of their afflictions, he was superseding the law of karma. I'll tell you why. The reason is because the affliction is there because of somebody's karma. So what is the guru does? The guru has the power to override that karma. The guru can you know, redeem whoever he wants to. But what is he saying? He's superseding the laws of karma would not be a con congenial to the ultimate good. So it cannot be congenial to the ultimate good by doing that constantly because see, they have to go through their karma. Like my Krishna Guruji will say, whether or not as this body, you have to suffer for the prarabdha karma. But only thing is, he's cushioning that karma. The impact is only felt 10%. But you will have to go through that situation. Whatever the event is going to happen, will happen. So, but when you are lost in the divine Lord, the impact of the karma is not felt. But even if it is felt, it is only 10%. So, that is what you need to understand. And then, and might weaken the moral order even more. And might weaken the moral order even more. Thus thinking, Sri Narasimha Saraswati decided that he should withdraw himself from people for some more time at least. What is he going to do? He is going to withdraw from the people because the, when, he, when the people come, this is exactly what they keeping, keep on doing. See, even they might not open their mouth and ask. See, you need to understand how the divine Lord works or how these great beings work. Even if you don't open your mouth and ask, but if you have a thought, in front of them, some thoughts going in you that has already reached them because they are all knowing. Please remember this. So since they are all knowing, the thought has already reached them. And then what happens? Then, you know, any which way, you whether directly or indirectly, you have communicated it to them. So they have to then do the needful. They are not going to deny anybody anything. Please remember. And then what happens? Then they are going to, you are only... You know, you're putting them in further more trouble. And many a time, the Guru, the Guru Devs take it on themselves. Like my Krishna Guruji wears himself out by taking on lot of people's troubles on himself. And his body now cannot handle. His, his, some of his body parts are just giving off. Because that body itself is a defect. Initially, due to whatever the uh, suffering it has undergone. And some of the disease that it has. 
Now, by, by taking on more and more and more karma on this body, the body doesn't have the capacity to handle itself anymore. And so we want to keep away. Today, my Guruji, the reason why he is going to go incognito is for this reason. Because people are not serious about their spiritual being. They only care about their own material desires. And most important, when you know we are having this bitterness against each other, that bitterness, that venom, it is suffered by the, the divine being. You know why? Because we are hating each other. We are, we are throwing venom at each other. We, are, we have so much of ill will against each other and that impacts the Gurudev. Please remember, it's only with love can we extend his life and not with bitterness or hatred. Sometimes it just hurts me a lot that today we don't understand this very important lesson. Why? Because the mind comes very strongly. And at that, at that time, even though you know when you do this, there is something like this going to happen, you try to curtail. But you know what? That feeling within is not, you're unable to overcome. That is where you have to, you have to evolve. You have to seek that grace. You have to make extraordinary effort to overcome that mind. So when the devotees among themselves fight, you know, then what happens? It impacts the divine master because everybody is associated with him. Please remember, we are all part of his body. We are part of his creation. So the one who gets impacted the most is the divine master. That is why Lord Shri Krishna, you know, used to become blue. It's not blue. He's that grayish. It's, it's, it's a mix of a white and black, which is a gray. He would turn into that color. You know why? Because he would have, you know, drink the poisons which is thrown by all the gopis at each other and that is when he, he that is why he would become blue not because he was blue because that's a poison he had to drink for everybody and everybody did this because they love him the most and they could not take each other so where is the question of becoming lord shri krishna are we even standing his lesson no we don't stand unfortunately we bring into our ego so strongly that we don't want to live his lessons. Yeah, we understand the lesson, but yet the application of the lesson doesn't happen. Why? Because you have to put a lot more effort to apply that lesson. The fructification of lesson happens only with the grace of the Guru. When the Guru is pleased with you. So you have to show that effort. You have to make that effort. It is not going to come easy to you. Please remember this. To be becoming divine is not an easy task. So, thus thinking, Sri Narasimha Saraswati decided that he would, he should withdraw himself from people for some time at least and accordingly took to an invisible form for, for a stay at Vaidyanath. But before taking to an invisible form, Gupta Rupa, Gurunath called all his disciples and told them that they should go out on pilgrimage and visit all the holy places, bathe in all the sacred rivers of the land and should reach Sri Silam by the year Bahudanya and join him back there. They were not happy to leave the presence of Gurunath, even if it be for visiting the holy places of the land. Gurunath told them it is not necessary for the disciples to always be in the physical presence of the Guru. Constant chanting of Guru's Upadesha, Guru Mantra and worshipping of the Guru's form in the shrine of one's own heart is real Guru Sannidhana. Oh my God. Okay. Let me explain this. This is a very, very profound one. What did the Gurunath say? Gurunath told them, it is not necessary for the disciples to always be in the physical presence of the Guru. 
It is not important. See, your guru is a tattva. He is a principle. He is always with you. He can be anywhere he wants. The guru is established within your heart. You have to go inwards. Realize him there. You should understand your guru is one with you at all the time. It is how you seek him. So it doesn't mean that you have to be in the physical presence office at all times. And he's saying, what does he say? Constant chanting of Guru Upadesha, Guru's Upadesha. What does it mean? Constant chanting of Guru's Upadesha. Upadesha means his teachings. Everything that your Gurudev has taught you, you have to chant, you have to contemplate, you have to do manan, you have to cogitate on it and think what your Guruji is teaching and learn to absorb and imbibe that lesson and that knowledge and then only you will be able to apply that knowledge and with the grace of the master only the fructification of the knowledge will happen within you. When the fructification happens then only the application will happen not until then. It is a, it's a long drawn process. It is not day one you can attain that. You have to go through that journey. Okay. Then Guru Mantra chanting, constant chanting of Guru Upadesha, Guru Mantra. Ah, most important. See, when your mind is at play, the one thing you can do is chant his name ceaselessly. Doesn't matter what the thoughts are, what is going to happen. Keep chanting the Guru Mantra. Someday you will overcome. When you keep chanting the Guru Mantra, your heart will become purified. Your mind will be purified. Your inner beings are all going to get purified. Do not underestimate the power of the Guru Mantra, okay? Keep chanting. You might not experience any magic happening, but it will happen. It is happening just that you don't recognize it. So keep chanting ceaselessly the Guru Mantra. And worshipping of Guru's form in the shrine of one's own heart. Ah, in the shrine of one's own heart. The Guru's form. You have to worship his form in the shrine of one's own heart. Your Gurudev has to be the form established within your heart. And that is where you have to offer him the worship. And when you worship there, you know, you know, it's it's the most beautiful. You're worshipping the entire div divinities, your entire the Parabrahma you're worshipping. Please remember. So worship him. When you worship him, you are worshipping the divine Lord Almighty himself. That is the way to realize God. That is the, that is the path for God realization. And so Guru's, okay, worshipping of the Guru's form in the shrine of one's own heart is the real Guru Sannidhana. That is living close to the Guru. Sannidhana means what? Living close to the Guru. Even though your Guru is not physically present with you, when you do all of this, it equivalents to literally living with the Guru himself. I have got to be alone for some time, but I am indeed ever with you. Try to feel my constant presence wherever you will be and wherever you go, which is, this is a very beautiful thing. And I, let me explain to you. I can only share my own experience here. You know, you can feel your Guru's constant presence with you wherever you are wherever you go even as i give my satsang here i have the strange feeling my guruji is right sitting next to me here and watching me and listening to me even though he's not sitting here he's actually sitting in his room it's a very weird feeling the other thing is no matter where i travel i'll always he's constantly talking to me i can just see him in everything he's always around me protecting me taking care of me teaching me and those lessons are coming. Everything is happening. I, I don't even have to physically, you know, be. He's not, he doesn't even have to be physically be there. But he's there. 
even when I go at work, he's teaching me, he's guiding me through whatever that I do. That is how your Gurudev is. He's omnipresent, he's omniscient and omnipotent. So understand his omniscience, that he's, he's ever there, he's always with you. He's omnipresent, he's there with you everywhere in this universe, no matter where you go. That should be your faith in your Gurudev. Have that absolute Shraddha. Try to feel my constant presence wherever you will be and wherever you go. Further, for the Yatis, Sanyasis, pilgrimages constitute the most beneficial and necessary discipline. The mind gets purified and steadied thereby and one will experience a higher state of consciousness and divine awareness. Why do we go on pilgrimage? That is what Narasimha Saraswati here has explained. He says, For the sannyasis, pilgrimages constitute the most beneficial and necessary discipline. Because the sannyasis are wanderers. They have to keep going from place to place to place to place. And most important, and if you also know that, Lord Dattatreya is an avaduta. He's ever free. He's roaming all over the world. He's, he's everywhere. Ever, you know, he's present everywhere at all times. That's the most beautiful thing. You have to become an avaduta, free. You know, you're a free being. There is nothing to bind you. And today, this is exactly what my Gurudev is going to do. He wants to get finished. He's taught enough 21 years. And even if we, as his disciples and devotees, do not follow his teachings and do not live what more the Guru can teach you. He's saying the same thing over and over and over again a million, billion, trillion and a zillion times. But can that knowledge enter this dull brain? Please, make little effort. You know, you have to make that effort so that the knowledge can enter. What is he saying? Be your good self. Doesn't matter how the other person behaves. But that 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 small knowledge is very difficult to enter. Why? Because we are so annoyed and angry with another person. And you know what the mind tells? Oh, the guru is supporting the other one. No, he is actually supporting you. He's saying, it's okay, let them go in their gutters. You rise above. You have the opportunity to become divine. Actually, we can't see in that capacity. See, because we are unable to see beyond our nose. We cannot fathom the Guru's ways. So what, what happens? Our mind judges the Guru also. It doesn't spare anybody, unfortunately. So you have to control the mind. You have to do this sadhanas. You have to purify your heart, your mind. And only then the surrender can happen unto the lotus feet of the Guru. The surrender is not happening. Why? Because the mind and ego is still there. We have to overcome. The surrender is a, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a long drawn process. And you have to evolve that path. So most important, live his lessons. You know, that is what he's saying. And then what? Further, the pilgrim, the pilgrimages constitute the most beneficial and necessary discipline. The mind gets purified. So when you visit the holy places, the mind gets purified and steadied. Steadied. Because the grace of the divine beings, wherever that we are visiting, that grace is coming onto us. They are blessing us. And they're and steadied thereby. And one will experience a higher state of consciousness and divine awareness. So we will experience that higher state of consciousness and divine awareness. That is what we have to experience and we have to evolve in that state. I bless you all that you will have the most rewarding experiences and surely you will all meet me at Sri Sailam. The disciples had no other option but to abide 
by Guru Nath's command. Again, what does it say here? What is the teaching that, that we are, have to take from this? That we have to obey to the Guru's command. We don't have a choice. And the moment you exercise a choice, please remember you're going against the Guru. You're going against his ordains. You're going against his will. And then what? You're going to suffer the suffer for the repercussions that will come about. So never go against your Guru. Never go against his command. Always be, you know, abide by his command and do exactly what he ordains you to do. They, however, sought his instructions as to which holy places they should visit. Gurunath then explained the significance of the various holy places and of the sacred rivers of the land and the special merits each one of these would confer on the pilgrims visits to these holy places and doing the appropriate ceremonies and rites there as prescribed according to their respective ashramas in life would wash off all sins, purify the body and mind and in the end confer liberation not only to them but also to 21 generations of their ancestors as well as 21 generations of their descendants. Oh my God! We say seven generations, but here Gurunath is saying 21 generations, their ancestors and the descendants. So, Siddha Yogi then narrates the particular pilgrimage centers Gurunath had kindly advised his disciples to visit and the specific deeds that they should perform during their stay. Okay, we are already going to be coming at the end of the hour. We just have eight minutes. I don't want to start this and stop at half, I rather have this continued in the next satsang. So we'll start from what are the places Gurunath is going to instruct his disciples to go and visit. What are the what are the different places of pilgrimage he's going to um, explain about? So it's going to be very exciting. I'm sure you and I also should make a visit, pay a visit to these holy places if we have an opportunity. So once again, thank you for joining Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. I wish you all a very happy Friday and a very happy weekend ahead. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha Om Shri Gurudev Datta Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shripad Vallabha Digambara Om Shri Krishna Guru Nathanatha Shri Guru Ve Namaha Om Devi Durgai Namaha Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu Krishna Mande Jagat Guru